Hello and welcome to John's Author Diary for the weekend in December the 9th, 2018. This week's been a bit better than last week. It's still been ups and downs. I decided on Monday that I just needed to get out and tear down the Hierophant, build it back up. So what I did is I took my phone with my Kindle app, reread the story, and then I went for a walk along the beach, stared at the Lake District Fells across the sea for a while. And then I went to the Midlands Hotel, which overlooks a stone jetty onto the water, and did a reverse outline of my story. So what this meant was I went through each chapter and did a bullet point of every beat, every event, every change that happens within the story, and then looked for places that I could improve or change. In the original draft of this story, there is a bit where the ship, which is travelling to a foreign land, is chased down by an enchanted ship. Now, in his first draft, it was the ship basically appeared on the horizon. My main character was urged to go inside, and she did. And so while there is some action going on, she's out of the fray. Now, I don't know how I ended up doing this in my first outline. I put this down to my not being at full capacity during the winter months, during December, because as a storyteller, I should be going for the conflict, going for the most interesting bits of the story and not going, ah, well, something interesting could happen here. Best sit out of it. So what I've got now is instead of the ship appearing on the horizon, the ship appears from nowhere because they are essentially sailing through fog. The ships collide, they are boarded, there's a fight, we get some craziness with magic. So it's little things like that that I've needed to change. This goes for the opening scene as well. Because I think the Emperor ended on such a high note with the excitement and all the craziness coming together, it felt as if I was writing into the first chapter. So what I need to do with that is do another overhaul with that. And instead of having her reflecting on what happened in the last four books, I need her to be worried about the fact that she's got a new uncertain life and that the life she knew before has now gone. And so after doing that, on Friday I got the draft back from one of my alpha readers. She raised a lot of these points, but she's given me a few other things as well. So I don't know, this one has been a struggle. This one has taken a lot longer than it should have done. So I've written some of the scenes, I've added them to the manuscript. I now need to go back and retweak some of these earlier scenes and bring out some of the drama, bring out some of the conflict. It's one of those things that I look at and I just think, well, why didn't I get that? Why didn't I realise? But hey... At least, I've realised now, and not a few weeks after the book's out, and the reviews are terrible. Because I think when you're writing and when you're trying to balance stories in your head, it can actually take up a lot of mental bandwidth. And if you listen to last week's episode, you'll know that I've been struggling with the seasonal affective disorder this past few weeks. And I think I will do for another few weeks, but I think I need to just make a mental note of that every year. Just say, OK, what you produce in December is probably going to be crap. <laughs> so give yourself a break. Give yourself a bit longer to do normal tasks. I think, as well, this time of year, I end up losing my focus a little bit and getting into different projects, different ideas that maybe aren't necessarily the best idea for building a future business. So one thing that I spent a day doing was I've been thinking about the idea of relaunching my Wasteland series, but before doing that, doing a new edit of all of the books now, I've released these books and they they are written in an unusual way. They are third person, present tense. Now, because I read in a lot of different genres, there are some genres where this is fine and there are some genres where this is a difficult sell. And I think post-apocalyptic is one of those genres where it is a difficult sell. So I've got this series. 
that is also based on fantasy tropes, trying to sell to a post-apocalyptic market, which again, isn't the most obvious sell. You know, something like the Black Death series, you know, if I was thinking with a marketing hat on, that would be more obvious. And it's also written in third person, past tense. So I've been going through the first few chapters, turning it into past tense. Now there's part of me thinking that this might be a good idea, do a relaunch. And then there's another part that's just thinking, I need to focus that time on producing new things. And so the way I've thought about it is it's almost like I've got this road I need to go down. And what I've been doing by doing that is essentially going back over the road I've already walked down, filling in potholes. Now that is not going to help me progress forward. That's not going to help me produce my novellas. It's not going to help me produce the next Wasteland book. It's not going to help me with the final edit of Black Death. So I know that I'm not thinking straight. I know that I'm not as focused as I could be. This has hit me with the storytelling. This has hit me with the writing. Like I had a look over the Hierophant doing the first set of line edits. And there were just so many errors, so many grammatical errors, silly and obvious mistakes that I should have caught. But again, it's this thing of I can beat myself up about it or I can just think, well, you know what, I need to do an overhaul any way of these scenes and they will get improved. So as I say, I've added more scenes to the Hierophant. I've been working on the third draft. I've got about 4,600 words left to do of that. But then as I say, I'll I'll go back to the beginning and redo the start. So that's basically a bit of a long-winded way of saying that I need to keep focused on my Ravenglass books for the short term. And then I will need to do a second draft of Black Death Book 3 when my other co-authors catch up. I'd like to have the Hierophant ready for the editor by the end of next week. And then maybe the week after that, get the first draft done of The Lovers, which is the next book in the Ravenglass Chronicles. So as well as all that nonsense and rambling, I went to see my family in Wolverhampton this weekend, so that was really good. I've just got back from that. Now what was really cool about this is that it takes us a few hours in the car to do this journey. And recently my son, so he's six, he's recently been reading The Magic Faraway Tree books by Enid Blyton and so we've been reading him now at bedtime and so this is the first book he's read that's actually got chapters and so it goes through a story over several nights and so that's been really good and so what we did on the journey was we listened to The Lion, the Witch and the Wardrobe by C.S. Lewis so we listened to that on the way and on the way back and he absolutely loved it so we listened to the first 10 chapters on the way and then we listened to the end today and so we spent a lot of time drawing pictures of Aslan and Mr. Tumnus Edmund and Peter and the Snow Witch and all that stuff. So that was a book that I loved when I was a kid. Obviously inspired me to take an interest in fantasy stuff and now I've been able to pass it on, which is great. I'm now going to have to think of stories that we can listen to on car journeys that are probably under four hours long just so we can get through them over a weekend if we say go down to Wolverhampton or something like that. So as well as that, I've also been reading David Hume's An Inquiry Concerning Human Understanding. Now, I read this last probably in about 2001, 2002. So when I was undergraduate at Keele studying philosophy. And okay, several years have passed now since reading that book. So, you know, I've read a lot of philosophy since then. I remember finding this book really dense and really difficult to read. And now it's a breeze. So this is probably just because I've been reading philosophy for a lot of years now. And it actually seems like quite a simple and clear text compared to some things I've read. So I've really enjoyed revisiting that. I think what's interesting in terms of my fantasy writing is that there are some ideas that Hume is arguing against, which obviously because of the context of the book must have been quite prevalent. So it's just getting into that mindset, that historical mindset, if that makes sense. 
So this is part of that thing I mentioned, I think it was last week or the week before, where I'm going to make an effort to read more of the great books in the literary canon, I suppose you'd call it. And so this includes philosophy as well as fiction. So one thing I've done over the past week is I've removed Twitter from my phone. Now, I've muted a lot of words from my Twitter over the past few months, but I've decided that I don't want to sit scrolling through Twitter anymore. It's such a toxic place. I don't tend to get involved with discussions that annoy me, but there's a lot of things that are discussed on there that I think require nuance, that require a discussion, that require a debate. And I think because of the nature of the platform, the nature of the fact that you've only got, is it 240, 280 characters now? you cannot formulate an argument and so what you end up with is just tribalism and the equivalent of two people shouting at each other across a room with a bunch of other people throwing in their insults and hey I might go back to it in the new year I don't know but the way I'm feeling at the moment it's just not a very positive place to be and I think that could be said online in general I think I've been quite quiet online over the past few weeks not really engaged with people on Facebook not really done much on Twitter I'm sure that will change. So I've had no questions this week. If you want to send a question, please do. It's john at johncronshaw.com. So until next time, cheerio. Mm-hmm.